Hola and vamanos, and welcome to Sex with Sydney. Welcome all. I hope that you're doing amazing. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're staying motherfucking grateful every day. And I'm so excited for this episode. I'm so excited for our little chat, our little ride together. So right now I'm currently in Sofia, Bulgaria. I left Barcelona, Spain, and I've been here now for a couple of weeks. But when I first arrived, it was very outside of my comfort zone. So I, and I didn't realize it would be so outside of my comfort zone. The reason that is, is because I realized that speaking Spanish, I've gotten very comfortable with that. I'm fluent in Spanish now. Being in a Spanish speaking country is pretty much like being in an English speaking country for me. It's not very out of my comfort zone anymore. So coming to a country where I'm living in an area where there's not many English speakers and everything is in a language I don't understand has been outside of my comfort zone, but it's really been fun. I love getting outside of my comfort zone and challenging myself. And so I've really been enjoying it, but it is fucking cold. So I'm also excited to leave to my next warmer destination. But yeah, when I first arrived, I didn't realize how much I would not understand because there's not much in English. So I went to the grocery store and I was overwhelmed because everything was in another language and the letters were completely different and everything like not even like Spanish and English, you know, like, you know, not to sound ignorant, just describing my experience of just being like, okay, I can't even type this into my keyboard. Like I had to download the Bulgarian keyboard to type in the different letters. And at first I went to the milk fridge and I was just staring at the fridge and I was like, fuck, like I want the whole milk, but I have no idea what any of the shit says. And I don't know how to tell which one is like what type of milk. So I spent a bunch of time like typing in all the different letters to try and read what it says on the carton. And the first word I spent a long time inputting the information and it told me It said milk. The word was milk. And I was like, oh my God. So then I typed in the other word that was on it. And it said cow. Cow's milk. And I was like, wow. This is really a waste of my time. I didn't even see any other word really on it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to type in whole milk in English, see the translation and look for that. And I couldn't find it. So then I was like, fuck it. I've been here for fucking 10 minutes trying to do this. I'm just grabbing one and going with it. And I've been liking the milk, you know, so that's what I've been buying. I don't know what it is, though. I don't know what kind of milk it is. Yep. Don't know. (laughs) So that's my experience. I would be pretty mute. I wouldn't talk much because like I knew most people probably wouldn't understand me and I was just uncomfortable. I like being able to speak in the language that is local. So then I did learn a few words. The first person I met when I came here was my Airbnb host. He's been super nice, but also just like a little bit strange, like telling me a lot of details of his life and about his ex-girlfriend and inviting me to all night drum parties. I've now been invited two weekends in a row because the first time he invited me and I told him I'm not going to stay all night. He told me 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. I told him I'm not going to stay that late. And then he just ghosted me. And then I had to see him again. And 
he asked me again to another drum party this weekend. I don't plan to go, but yeah, it's just a little strange. But I did ask him how to say a few words and he helped me because I was looking them up and I wasn't as helpful as him helping me. And so now I can say dravet or dravetsky, drave for hello and also ciao for goodbye, perdon for excuse me and merci for thank you. Like you said, those are words that people will understand that I can use. So that's been really helpful. Now I haven't been a mute anymore. I've been like enjoying my time more, you know, being a little bit more social when I walk around. But this week, this episode, we are going to talk about dating apps. dating apps. Some people love them. Some people hate them. Some people are are indifferent. Some people treat it like a game. Some people take it seriously, but everybody knows about them at this point. Like they used to be taboo. Now they're not really as taboo. They're a lot more mainstream. Some people may still judge it, but fuck them. I don't care what you do. If you love the dating apps, if you hate them, really irrelevant. It's a way to meet people and live your fucking life how you want to. I can't really live my life how I want to because I've been banned from the dating apps. Well, it's kind of dramatic, but it's just kind of a dramatic situation. But yeah, I'm not sure currently which apps I'm completely banned from or if I could create a Tinder account again at this point, I thought that I could. And I actually was going to create one and like, you know, chat some people up, say some weird things and report back to you guys. But I can't use like my Skype number, which is my US number that I keep. And I don't have a Bulgarian number right now. So I don't have a phone number to create a Tinder account. And when I tried to use my old number, it told me, I was banned, which (laughs) I've already known that. So it's just kind of like a little bit of PTSD moment for me. I've definitely like come to terms a lot better with it now. But yeah, so this was my journey with dating apps was, you know, I used it a lot or for fun when I was bored. You know, it was how I would find a lot of dates for a while. But I would mainly use it when I was bored because also it's like, yeah, I want to go on dates, but like I'm in school full time. I'm working full time. I have a life and I do meet some people, but everyone's on the dating apps, especially in college. So I would use it a lot then until eventually I moved to Minnesota and I actually had a boyfriend at the time and I was trying to pick up weed and not only him, but also friends and other people were like, just go on Tinder, like go on the dating app, swipe. There's like always dealers on there or people just like hook you up. But the thing is that men are thirsty and they just will really say anything to quench their thirst. But that doesn't mean they actually mean it or they want to help you. 
So my boyfriend gave me permission to do this and he would even try for me and he was getting pissed off at the men on the app because they just wanted to sleep with me and they didn't want to help me buy drugs. And I felt his pain. Like he was finally understanding a little bit more about the world of being a woman. But, and it was a little bit traumatizing and hard for him. But eventually I did find somebody and I did pick up weed. And eventually I got banned for that. And I don't remember if it was that time or the next time after that. I don't remember if I got a new phone in between and then somehow I evaded the first ban. But eventually I learned that I had been device banned. So it didn't matter if I had a new phone number, if I had a new email address. If I did not have a a new phone, I couldn't have a Tinder. So I didn't have a Tinder for a while. Then I don't know how. I guess I got a new phone, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. And I got a new Tinder account. Then I got banned again. This time it was for solicitation because I created my OnlyFans and I created a new Tinder account. And I put my link tree, I'm pretty sure, or my Instagram, I think it was my link tree though, in my Tinder. And I started spamming and swiping away. And people reported me most likely, but I got banned. And I got device banned again. (laughs) That time I was also doing the same thing on Bumble. And I'm pretty sure maybe like, I don't think I did Hinge. I think I just did Bumble and Tinder. And I got banned from both of them. Bumble, maybe I didn't get device banned. Or like banned as bad as Tinder. Tinder's like a little bit more strict. Once they don't fuck with you anymore, they really, they couldn't give two flying fucks about you anymore. And you just can't get an account, honestly. Like get a new phone, get a new life, get a new identity, and then you can get a new Tinder account. But you really got to jump through hoops and I'm still jumping through them. And I have this new phone now. After I was like, got my phone stolen in Mexico, I, the positive side I was looking at is like, now I can get a Tinder again because I have to get a new phone. So I did have a really shitty phone for a while, but I did get to get a Tinder account. I don't remember if I actually got one back then. I don't think I did. Ever since I've been banned, I just kind of learned to live my life without the dating apps. And it's kind of a nice life. I've got to admit it. Um, not like wasting my time on the app and meeting people just in the real world, in the real way. Sometimes I do miss it, like when I'm bored, but especially when I'm traveling, just to talk to people, meet new people that are in the area. But honestly, my new thing is like just making friends and meeting people out in natural ways. Um, Is it maybe because I was banned (laughs) from the dating apps or is it because I genuinely want to do it? We will not really know. (laughs) as they're both have become true (laughs) at this point. (laughs) But when I was reminiscing on the days when I was in that world and I was on the dating apps, like I would say that I didn't, I wasn't very organized about it. And like, I was a little bit out of control and like wild with it. Like with the way that I would message people and match people. So I would only like swipe yes on people that I was actually interested in or that I like liked. 
And sometimes I would really like read all their profiles and look at their photos. And I would just like a lot of people and I would match with a lot of people. And I would have a lot of people on my Tinder account, like a lot of people. And it would get kind of out of control. Like then there's the people that you match with and there's like, I don't know, hundreds of people that I'm matched with. And then there's people that I actually go and like take the time to message during each spree right after. And then there's some people that message me right after. And some of them, like I feel like fizzle out because I just have too many people that I'm trying to talk to. And I just like can't give my attention enough to the people that I'm actually interested in. I don't know who I'm actually interested in because there's just too many people. And then it's also overwhelming because still I have all these other matches, hundreds of matches that I've never even messaged. And like, it's just so chaotic and out of control. I don't know how other people live their life. I think that other people maybe like don't match that many people. They're really, really picky and they only have a few people. Like, is that real? Are those people out there? I don't really understand. And sometimes that just drove me crazy. And I would want to just delete the app and delete my profile and start over again fresh because there was just too many men, too many women, too many people on my Tinder. It was like what I would compare to people who have a bunch of emails in their inbox and people who have zero emails in their inbox and keep it really nice and clean. I've been both people. I've been 50,000 email person and I've been zero email person. I've been them both. On Tinder, I was only like 50,000 email person. Like that was never really organized except for from day one. Maybe it was decent, you know, because less time (laughs) to have swiped yet and kind of run wild. And this is why I also think that dating apps are the way they are. Like nobody is taking it that serious because they always have so many more options and they're always like looking for what's around the corner, what's to come, or if there's something better. And people are always ghosting randomly, not showing up and standing people up on dates, you know, canceling last minute, wasting people's time. Like, I'm just sick of it. Like, if you're on that app, like, you got to take it more seriously. Like, we've got to change the culture. Like, stop having hundreds of people, like, just like hanging out. And your thing, have like a few people that you're actually really interested in. If you make plans, stick with your plans. If you want to stop talking to them, be like, peace out, I don't like you anymore. Or just like block them, whatever. But like, you know, like we got to stop standing people up all the time. We got to stop just like ghosting all the time. Like, I get it. I really honestly am a fan of just like blocking people whenever it's just like come to an end. And They're just trying to play you or whatever and you're just not interested in playing games and just you haven't met them or like you've met them like once or something. You don't really owe them much. It's not like you've known them for months, you know, you don't owe them much. But if you don't have hundreds of people or you don't you're not talking to like 10 different people and like juggling them and then you end up finally meeting up with one of them and like ghosting nine other people and standing them up. It's like that's a lot of people like. Maybe if you have a few people, then you end up ghosting one of them and whatever. But, like, you got to let go when you get ghosted, too, on both sides. But just, like, oh, my God. The dating apps, it's, like, speed dating on steroids. It's, like, you can just, like, swipe through and, like, you know, have your pick of your people. And I don't like that vibe. Like, I want to, like, 
get to know someone and get to know their personality because to me looks is like at the bottom of my list for a reason why I would want to like be with someone their personality is at the top and so I gotta talk to them I can't just swipe through and look at their face and their body and know if I'm gonna like them or not and that's why I feel like I would match with so many people and then I'd be so overwhelmed trying to learn their personalities and weed through them all it was just like too much so definitely if I do get allowed back on the apps again I'll do it differently and have some like boundaries and like guidelines for myself on how to handle it and not just like go bananas so I really was going wild on there but yeah like take my advice and don't sell or buy drugs on the app don't solicit people on the app to like get banned because it's possible to get device banned and I have a question like I've heard another person say that they were shadow banned on TikTok and they did it to their whole device. So they ha- they were like a TikTok influencer and they had to get a new phone to use their TikTok again. And I know like that was like their job and Tinder is not my job. But are there like people out there like selling their iPhones, their band, their Tinder band and their TikTok shadow band or whatever band? phones and getting new ones so that they can fix that problem but then the person that ends up with the phone like are they now tinder banned are they like banned like what's going on with that like is there a circulation of like tinder banned iphones out there in the world is this like a new conspiracy (laughs) i'm just kidding but That's like my life with dating apps. Like you won't find me on them. If you do find me on them, like it's really not me. It couldn't be me. I'm banned. And honestly, I'm jealous of them and like they should enjoy it because like I can't do it myself. So live your best life, you know. I'm not going to be on the app to find you out (laughs) and, you know, have two of us on there. There won't be two of us. It'll just be one. Just be you. Maybe you could even get verified. I don't know if that would be possible. Don't do it. Like, don't fucking make a fake account of me on a dating app and go do it. Don't. I'm fucking banned already. Like, don't rub it in. Don't be like that. Don't do that to me, please. So, my last tip of the day before we leave each other is getting free drinks. So I had this little spurt in Mexico. I used to never like really like asking guys for drinks. Like, of course, if guys like offer me drinks, like I'll take them and I don't owe you anything. But I just like had this thing in Mexico where I was like, I want to see like how many people I can get to buy me drinks. And it was a game. And I got really wasted. And I started coming up with like some of the best ways to like get a drink really fast just like be in and out of there because that's the thing normally you got to chat up the guy you got to like you know hang out around him or things like that or like do eye contact thing and like get the drink but like this is like a very direct quick easy like smooth way to just get a drink and get out So when you got to find a guy, like wait for a guy to go up to the counter and be ordering his drink. 
whenever you're like at the club or whatever and he's going up to the bar and he's going to go order your drink, you're just going to slide up next to him and you can just tell to him, oh, and I'll take and then just tell him like what you want him to order for you. And you can just say it like in a joking way and just be like, and another like tequila shot. If he's ordering tequila shots, be like, oh, and one more, please. And just like say it, just own it and just like place your order. Like he's already placing his order and you want something else. So you add your order in there. And they're most of the time they're just going to be like, what the fuck? They're already ordering though. So probably they're just going to like, add your order on there and order it for you too maybe if they think you're cute then they'll like chat up to you too afterwards and you just like get your drink and be like oh i gotta go back to my friends oh i gotta go like to the bathroom oh blah blah and you just run off you just get out of there and you got your drink and the funny part is that i say like if they like you they'll chat you up because i've even had this work with men who were not interested in me they literally had no interest in talking to me but they still bought me a drink like (laughs) I'm like not one to really care about rejection like I don't care but this just really kills me and cracks me up like no I don't care that they didn't want to talk to me but like why did they buy me a drink like they literally had no motive they just did it I'm telling you that this works like They would just buy me a drink and then they would, they wouldn't even want to talk to me after. So I was like, bro, this is like win win. Like this is really in and out. Like I got to go on to the next. Like I'm seeing how many I can get. Like I don't want to chat to you. I don't want to talk to you. Thank you for the drink. Goodbye. And that's just how it works. Like you just slide up next to them when they're placing their order and you add to their order and you do it in a joking, funny way. And if they're just like, oh no, you're just like, Haha, whatever then you go on and you can order yourself a drink or you go on and move on to the next and wait for your next victim. But seriously, guys, like this is gold right here. I'm really giving you some serious gold. So go get yourself some free drinks. You know, like as my friend says, like go level out the patriarchy. Like, you know, the woman's wages are still lower on average. So go get some men to go pay for some drinks so that we can like average out this imbalance like for real like go do the world and society a favor go be a hero and go get some free drinks at the club from men okay like i don't care if you're like lgbtq you're you're actually into the men or you're not into the men you're into women or whatever your sexuality is like the thing is that men make more than women and we gotta offset that and we got to get them to buy us drinks. And honestly, this, when I did this, I did it with men, but report back, like do it with women, do it with whoever you want. Like when somebody is placing an order, you slide up and you add to their order in a joking, funny, flirty way. And you get your drink. Like that's just how it works. That's just how it gets done. You get your business done. And you get your drink. So you're welcome. You're welcome. You are welcome. So now we're starting this new self-love segment, which is just to 
always pull us back to our core values here with Sex with Sydney. Because Sex with Sydney, although the title is sex, the core focus isn't about sex. The core focus is to love ourselves and slay stigmas. So sex has a lot of stigmas around it. Sexuality has a lot of stigmas around it. Talking about sex, putting sex in the name of your um, podcast, of your company, whatever it is, that is taboo. That it, There's a stigma around that. And we slay stigmas here. So that's why it's Sex with Sydney. And we talk about crazy stories. We are open and honest in our storytelling. We explore a bunch of different topics. And yes, a lot of topics around sex right now. Um, but the core focus is just to remember that we're all human. We all go through different things. We all mess up. We all do crazy things. We all say silly things. We all say stupid things. And we all deserve love. And the person we deserve love from the most is ourselves. And I believe we should always be our own best friend. And so the lesson for this week, since I was talking a lot about, you know, coming to Bulgaria, stepping outside of my comfort zone, and that being something that I really love to do, and I'm constantly pushing myself outside of my comfort zone all the time. And I believe that this really changed my life and has helped me a lot with my self-confidence and my self-love. So that's what I wanted to talk about this week for this little section is push yourself outside of your comfort zone, even if it's in really little ways. Like, oh, you know, you don't normally like to like start conversation with, you know, your coworker makes you nervous or with somebody on the street, it makes you nervous or you're scared of heights. So then you do some sort of activity that involves heights. Like you're scared to go up to a guy and ask him out or, you know, whatever it is, no matter how little or how big, just try within this next week or two before we talk again to get outside of your comfort zone. So push yourself outside of your comfort zone to do something that you haven't really ever done before that you've been wanting to do, but you're just too scared to do. And what I want you to do is I want you to breathe through it and I want you to set an intention and then I want you to go and do that thing. And whenever you get scared, whenever you feel overwhelmed, whenever you want to quit, whenever you think, oh, why did I want to do this? I need you to breathe in through your nose and out through your nose, like the sounds of the ocean. Like, I don't know if you would have been able to just hear me breathing right now, but I don't know if it's that loud, but that's the Ujjayi breath. And that's something that really changed my life. It's not really the focus of this point right now. It's to face our fears to push ourselves outside of our comfort zones and to use our breath to get through those things and also set an intention like, I am strong, I am brave, I am capable, I am worthy, whatever it is, that will help you overcome that fear. And then whenever you get afraid, just breathe, just think of your mantra and just get through it. And I'm telling you, you can do it. You can literally do anything you set your mind to. And showing yourself that even in the smallest of ways really helps with your self-confidence and really helps with your self-love because you're showing yourself you can do it. Like you can fucking do it, dude. You can face your fears. You can live the life of your dream. 
once you keep doing this, it gets comfortable to be uncomfortable and you're going to be thriving. Either you're going to get uncomfortable staying the same or you're going to be uncomfortable growing and changing and reaching your goals. So do this with me this week and or this next over this next two weeks and step out of your comfort zone. Challenge yourself. Show yourself what you're capable of. I love you guys so much. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. (sighs) What a little tiny blimp of a journey we've had. And I'm so excited for everything that's to come in the future. Um, Don't forget. Like, don't forget. I know that we're besties and I know that we come here and we chat and, you know, you listen to me blab on and on. But don't forget of like your part in this relationship of your participation, which involves a follow, a subscribe and a five star rating. I mean, come on. If you seriously listened through this whole episode till this point, I know that you enjoyed it and just I know that you want to. You're just you want to give bad reviews. You don't want to give good reviews and you really liked it. So you just don't feel motivated. Well, just do it. Just do it. Show the love as much as you show the hate. Spread your love like chisme. That's what I love to say. Chisme is gossip in Spanish. So just spread that love. Give me the five stars. Give me the follow. Turn on your ring bell so that you can get notifications from me. I don't know how it works on Apple Podcast. <laughs> but love you all. Love you all so, so much. And I will see you in two weeks. Besitos.